So today I'm speaking on a, on a subject. It's not a regular Christmas title. Mary and the three wise men. Mary and the three wise men. So I put it on Facebook. And you know, there are very religious people in our society who just came and commented that um, the Bible didn't say there were, the, the wise men were three and that they only presented three gifts. But they didn't also give us the number of wise men too. So if they were not three, there were how many? That is not our focus. We know that three gifts were presented. The three gifts would have been presented by three of the men. So we are focusing on the three men that presented the gifts. So Mary and the three wise men. Now one of the things that you also notice is that during this Christmas time, there's going to be a lot of narratives. People are just going to narrate the Christmas story and will tell you how Jesus was born in a manger and how... Um, there was a census to be conducted and how Mary and how they were going and Mary said, Ejei, awakame. And then they didn't have a place for her and then they went to an inn and he was born in a manger. And then they would narrate the Christmas story. I don't want to go there. I don't want to be too religious about the Christmas story. I want you to go home with something called life application. We want to apply the Christmas story to our lives. So in part one of this two-part series I'm sharing today on the subject, the God of purpose, the God of purpose, fashioned to function, fashioned to function. Can I have my phone, please? The God of purpose, fashioned to function. So this is my phone. Um, this is iPhone. Now this iPhone is fashioned to function in a certain way. It can make calls, can make video calls, can do WhatsApp, you can download various um, apps, go to Facebook, go to Instagram, uh, you can do TikTok with it. Uh, what can you do again? You can check your mails on it. You can do it because it was fashioned to function that way. This microphone cannot do what this phone does. Because this microphone was not fashioned to receive WhatsApp and to do FaceTime and to go on Facebook on it. But what this microphone also does, amplifying my voice so that all of you can hear me, the iPhone cannot do it. Because they were both fashioned to function differently. Are you here? Now, I also believe that because God is the God of purpose, we have all been fashioned in a way to function differently. Can I get Ben? Ben Khan, can you come? Can I get Sami Khan? Is Sami Khan here? So Ben Khan and Sami Khan are brothers. The same mother, the same father. They've been in this church for so many years. Um, how old were you when you came to church? You were 16 when you came to church. So you were... 21. You were 21 when you came to church. So brothers, please stand here. Face them. So... Menu and Menza. When, when you are the second of us... So Charles is the first. So Charles is in Kuruma. In Kuruma means first. And this is men, this is men, please don't call them that. They are not called like that. This is Ben Kanchas. And they are fancy. So, Yoku and what? 
and Kuku, Yoku and Kuku. So this Yoku and Kuku, from the same mother, the same father. But see, I've known them since when they were young. They behave differently. They approach things differently. They have different aspirations in life. So Kuku, what do you want to ultimately become? You want to have your own company as an entrepreneur. In what area? Petroleum. Then, ultimately, marketing consultant. So these two people from the same womb have been fashioned so differently that one wants to get into petroleum company, build a petroleum company, and one wants to be a marketing consultant. Now, these people are not doing these things because they want to do them. It's because they have been fashioned to function that way. And that is why everything you do in life, you must understand that you are only serving God's purpose. And not your own purpose, but God's purpose. Thank you, gentlemen. <laughs> Auntie Becky have triplets. I don't know whether they are all in church. I can count on Edwina. No, Edwina. Is Edwina here today? Yeah, they are all here. Auntie Becky have triplets. If I call all these triplets born on the same day and I ask them what they want to do ultimately, the chances are that all of them will say different things because they were fashioned to function differently. Whatever you become in life or you do in life is not what you desired to do, but what you have been wired to do. That is why you don't leave your purpose. You leave God's purpose. Motivational speakers will say, discover your purpose. But in actual fact, it is not you discovering your purpose. It is you discovering God's purpose for your life. Are you here? Now, every human being who gets this understanding that I serve God's purpose, I've been wired to serve God's purpose, their approach to life, their approach to work, their approach to things they do are quite different. Now, let's look at our introductory scripture, a very interesting scripture. Acts 16, verse 6. The Bible says, Now, when David had served God's purpose in his own generation, he fell asleep. In other words, he died. So he finished serving God's purpose and died. The same scripture, but this time from the New Living Translation. This is not a reference to David. For after David had done the will of God in his generation. So another word for the purpose of God is the will of God. So every human being was created to live according to God's divine pattern for their lives. I am a pastor not because I wanted to be a pastor. I am a pastor because I've been functioned to pastor. Any other thing I do, I will fail. I have not been fashioned to play football. Even though I'll be playing the champions, the Christmas champions league. 
for Titi Ofer United? I will still not be able to function like Messi or Ronaldo. Not even like praying for a local team like Bofuaka United. No. Are you here? Because that is not the way I was fashioned. Are you now? In the Christmas story, you will also discover the story of a young lady by name Mary. The whole purpose and the reason why Mary was born was to give birth to Jesus. She was fashioned to function like that. So the Christmas story is the story of a young lady living God's purpose. Are you here? And God's purpose, for you to be able to live God's purpose, you have to learn certain principles for you to be able to serve God's purpose. Now, the reason why David became the greatest king and he's still the greatest king and we celebrate, in fact, the, the coat of arms or the logo of Israel in their flag is actually the star of David. So David had a logo. It was a star. And that's why Israel uses. Now, most people are not Jews, but they have named David. David this, David Agbo is here. There are more Davids in this church. Because one man served God's purpose. And as a result of serving God's purpose, he became the greatest in his chosen area. Are you here? Do you understand? Now, Dr. Che here is a medical officer. He has to understand that he's a medical officer to serve God's purpose. If his understanding is that he's a medical officer to earn a living, he can be a good medical officer, but he will not be a great medical officer. Are you here? Until Laura here is a teacher. When she walks into the classroom, she has to understand that I am a teacher to serve God's purpose. The ability to teach was given to me by God for God's own purpose. If she has that kind of mindset that this is my assignment, this is what God created me to do, once he gets that kind of mindset, her attitude in teaching will be different. So she will not be just a great, a good teacher. She will die when the time comes, when she has to serve her purpose as a great teacher. Greatness is in serving God's purpose. Are you here? Greatness is in serving God's purpose. Don't forget that David was not even remembered by his father. David was an outcast in his house. You remember one of his psalms when he said, in sin I was born, in sin I was conceived, in sin I was born, because David was born out of wedlock. Their mother was a concubine, was a girlfriend, was a side chick. So David was not actually planned for, he was an accident. Because he was an accident, when Samuel went to his father's house to anoint a king, his father forgot that he had a son by name David. Yet amongst his father's children, he became the greatest. Why? This is a secret. He served God's purpose. He served God's purpose. And I want to show you how to serve God's purpose. 
the keys to serving God's purpose so that you can be great. Are you here? I always tell the people around me who even work in my secular office that until you see this as ministry, until you see the work you do as ministry, you will not become successful. You will hang around me and live the same way you came. Every Christian must understand that whatever you do is a ministry. If we're a nurse, it's a ministry. If we're a teacher, it's a ministry. If we're an engineer, it's a ministry. If you're a PR consultant like Chairman, it's a ministry. A pharmacist like Mr. Segbefia, it's a ministry. So God has given you those abilities to serve his purpose. Your Christian life is not only limited to prayer and fasting and coming to church. You are a Christian 360 degrees. So whatever you do must show Christianity. Must show Christianity. You are a Christian lawyer. You are not just a lawyer. You are a Christian lawyer. And God made you a lawyer to serve his purpose. Esther became a queen because God wanted Esther to serve God's purpose. Are you here? God wanted Esther to serve God's purpose. Until you have that kind of understanding that you were created to serve God's purpose, you can be good, but will not become great. Until you look at everything you do as a ministry, you can be good, but will not become great. So I want to show you quickly. Now let's go to Luke 26 to 38. Now because of time, I am going to share some principles. Every principle, I will pick a verse of scripture from Luke chapter 1. Between the verses 26 and 38. So we're going to look at it. Number one. purpose has a period. I call it the period of purpose. So in Luke 1 26, the Bible says that in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, why did the Bible state the exact time in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee. In the sixth month, the Bible is very intentional about things that are written in it. The sixth month did not appear here for nothing. But God wanted to communicate that he's a God of timing. You cannot push him to do something earlier than his timing. And he will never do things later than his timing. If God, if you feel God is late in your life, it's because you do not understand the timings of God. Maybe when the time came, he came, but you were not ready for him. So he's passed. It's like the story of a man. When we were growing up, there used to be buses. And the buses moved on time, like the way they do in Europe. So we have the first bus that will move at 6 o'clock. And then that first bus will reach another station at 6.15. So people used to wait for buses. So this man was waiting for the last bus. The last bus will probably around 10, 30 to 11. So he was stationed somewhere where he was expecting the last bus around 10.45. Whilst he was waiting for the last bus, he slept. 
So the last bus came and passed. And he did not see it. He woke up from his sleep around 11.30 p.m. And said, ah, today the last bus has delayed. Though. He actually did not question himself whether, did I sleep for the last bus to pass? Or is the last bus that has delayed? But he said the last bus has delayed. And most of us, that's the way we treat God. When God came, we were not ready. And we are still saying God has delayed. But he came, well, God is always on time. Are you, are you here? God is always on time. So in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, Mary had to be at the place. He had to be in a certain city. He had to be married to a certain man. He had to be ready for God's timing. Because God will not do, God will not do one thing at the right time for a wrong person. In a wrong location. In a wrong association. So the timing of God itself comes in a package. It must be at the right time, at the right place, with the right person. Imagine Mary had broken her virginity. The sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy would have come. But Mary would have missed it because God was looking for a virgin. So Mary would have missed it. This year probably was your time for God to send an angel to you. The angel came alright, but were you at the place God wanted you to be? Were you sensitive enough to even see the presence of that angel? You prayed for a man. You prayed for marriage this year. But you had your own mindset of who that man should be. That man came in God's mindset, in God's view. God brought the man according to his will. But because you did not know God's will for your life, you let that man pass. And you think that God did not answer your prayer this year. You let that man pass. You prayed for God to make you prosper this year. And for you, prosperity is $10,000. For you, prosperity is $100,000. But beginning of this year, God gave you $1,000. And you did not see that that $1,000 had the potential to grow to be $10,000. So you have spent that one, and you are still waiting for God for prosperity. God came, but you missed him. Are you here? So in serving God's purpose, you must know God's timing. You must know God's time. You must know exactly when God wants to do some things in your life. God is the God of time. Mary had to get pregnant for six months before Jesus, before Mary could get pregnant. And everything was arranged. Timing is so important to God that the return of Jesus has a timeline to it. God has shown us all the signs and circumstances of Jesus' coming. But most of us are missing it. In fact, for anybody who is spiritually inclined, you will know that the coming of Jesus is nearer than ever. Everything. This is the most, most perverse generation ever. Jesus spoke about the advancement of knowledge, the advancement of technology, Everything Jesus said will show the signs of his coming are happening. But only few people can read the timings of God. So please keep this at the back of your mind. If you want to serve God's purpose, you must understand that purposes are time-locked. It has a beginning and has an end. If we miss the beginning, 
you will struggle to deal with it. You will not end well. So be sensitive. Pray regularly. Ask God to show you his timing. Ask God to show you his timing for your life. I would like to jam the purpose-driven. Okay, let me, let me quickly go through this. If I don't finish, I'll continue next week. Now, hear this. Hear this. The purpose-driven life. Five questions they ask. Everybody who is purpose-driven will ask five questions. Where? Where am I supposed to spend my time? Where am I supposed to spend my time? I'm proposing three places. Your place of abode, your house. It is only in your house that you don't waste time because you will be with people. If you're a purpose-driven person, your house will be one of the most important places you spend a lot of time. That is where you rest. That is where you rejuvenate. That is where you eat good food. In fact, people that are purpose-driven are conscious about even their health. That is where your loved ones are. That's where you are loved and celebrated. And everybody who is purpose-driven Make sure he builds a home. Not just a house, but a home. Marries well, raises good children, and feels comfortable at home. If you, if you are not comfortable in your home, please make sure you build a home that will make you comfortable. Where? Your place of abundance. That is your workplace. If you are not at home, be at work. If you are not at work, your place of adjustment. Where your character is molded. Where your character is shaped. Church. So three places I suggest you spend your time in the coming year. If you want to discover your purpose and live your purpose. Or you already know your purpose. Your place of abode. Your place of abundance and your place of adjustment. These three places, be there. Be where you can make money and make it genuinely. Be where you can be loved and celebrated, your home. And be where you can be rebuked and corrected, your church. A church that pampers you will lead you to hell. A pastor that is afraid to preach a sermon that will cause you to adjust your life and to change will lead you to hell. If you sit under me for six months and you don't hear a sermon that will prick your conscience, I'm backsliding. Leave the church. Are you here with me? Number two, the place of purpose. So we have the period of purpose. Purpose is time lock, has a beginning and has an end. Don't miss it. If you miss your season, you will struggle all your life. The place of purpose. But let me go back even to the period of purpose. There are people sitting here right now who wish they were younger. And they see young people, you know how they tell young people, you people, eh? You people, eh? Huh. You are blessed, so you are wasting your time. Now that you have energy, use it to do something. If, if, if God gives opportunity to be young again, eh? To be young again, the things I will do, please, you will never get opportunity to be young again. You are making the same mistake you made when you were young. You did not appreciate the opportunities available to you and did not use it. 
Now at your age, you may not have the opportunity of a 25-year-old person or a 20-year-old person, but there are opportunities for 50 and above. Focus on that and stop focusing and jealousing the younger people. Your generation, your generation, if we were born at your generation, we would have done greater things. Every generation came with its own grace. We didn't have PS4, but we had Ampe and Oware. Every generation came with its own. I have always said to mommy, I have no regrets in my past. I maximize my time very, very well. Every opportunity I have, I maximize it very, very well. So my, my children are playing PS4 or 5 or watching cartoons or this thing. I'd rather tell them that your life is boring, oh. People have been sitting here all this while. Like, but now I'm playing football somewhere. I'm jumping somewhere. You get it? So every generation you were born in offered you the same opportunities. You may have messed yours up. Watch it. Now, number two, the place of purpose. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee. Please note that God did not send the angel to Mary. First, he sent him to a town in Galilee. And he was going there to look for a virgin. A virgin whose lineage is connected to that of David. A virgin who is married to someone, whatever it is. And Mary, there were several virgins, but not all of them were in Galilee. There were several virgins, but not all of them were married to a man from a certain tribe that God was looking for. So God sent the angel to a location. To a location. Listen. Sometimes God places you at places that he pleases just to serve his purpose. Can you imagine that God allowed Joseph to be put in prison? Because in prison was where the purpose of Joseph would be discovered. God's purpose for his life would be discovered. God can put you in very obscure places, yet his purpose could be discovered there. Are you here? So Joseph was in prison, but it was for God's purpose. Esther was put in the palace for God's purpose. Moses was put in the desert for 40 years because God was preparing him to serve his purpose. Paul was put in prison so that he could write the prison epistle for God's purpose. Can I tell you something? Do you know that that marriage may not be working, but it may be for God's purpose? Your marriage is a place, but it may be for a purpose. Now, 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 let me tell you something. Do, do you know that that workplace, God put you there for his purpose? You may have come from a broken home. Your father did not take care of you. Your mother was a, uh, was a drunkard or a drug addict. You didn't experience love. Nobody loved you. Nobody celebrated you. Your birthday was not celebrated. Nobody. Don't be bitter. You must understand that you were not in that place for nothing. It was for a purpose. Now, do you know that if some of you were dating Joseph and he was put in prison, you would have just said, Charlie, let me look for another boy. That prison where they put the king's prisoners, when you go there, you will never come out. So let me look for another guy 
But guess what? That was where God's purpose was waiting for him. I know you may have found yourself in some difficult situations, but please, never ignore the circumstances of your life because they may have divine reasons. Don't be discouraged at where you are. Don't at all. When we were in school, there used to be times where people uh, during uh, vacation, the last day of the vacation, will have a large assembly. The first three people, first three people in each class will be called. And the last three people in each class will also be called. So in one particular school, there was this an American teacher who had come to do exchange program. So the, her last day was the vacation. So she was among the teachers when they were calling the first. They were clapping for the first. They were clapping for them. And then this guy in a particular class who was the last person. Usually the last three people, when they call them, some of them are very unrepentant. They come and you know, those guys are also the guy, guy people. So they will call the last person in the class and his name is Guy Tolonto. And everybody's giving Guy Tolonto, Guy Tolonto is coming, he's doing like this. But in this particular class, this last boy that was called was weeping, crying. He was so hurt that he was last. But guess why God put him last? Because the American teacher who was there saw how the guy was weeping. She was touched after school. Say, let me go home and talk to your parents. Probably maybe your parents will beat you for being last. That's why you're crying like that. Let me go home. Met the parents. Became a friend to the parents. Later on, went, arranged for scholarship and picked that boy. Was it God's intention to put that boy in that position so that that American teacher would discover that boy and take him to America where his destiny was? Are you here? Never be discouraged in any place you find yourself. Just look for the purpose of God. Father, why am I here? Why are all my friends gone ahead of me? And why am I here? You may be the last, but it is not the end of your life. God put you in that last position for a purpose. It could be that you have the same story as this guy. I went to preach in a church. I went to preach in the church and I asked them to sow a seed. One guy who was in debt, seriously in debt, decided to come forward and pick an envelope. So the following Sunday, I was on in the church. The pastor came to tell me they were supposed to submit their this thing. This guy was so in debt, but he managed to borrow money from somewhere to bring it. There was also an American who had come to the area and was looking for a church to worship, a lady. They saw this church, they said, Lord, why are you taking him to this church? God said, go. He went, she went to the church, sat down, and this guy had this, this money he had borrowed and was so struggling. She went get up. So when the pastor called for the seed to be brought forward, this guy sat down there and didn't want to go. So he was the last person to go. As he was walking as the last person to go and drop it. The Lord spoke to the lady and said, this is the man, the reason why I brought you here. After service, see him. So after the service, the pastor told me, after the service, the lady went to the pastor and said, that gentleman in this clothes and this and this, I want to talk to him. So the pastor come, they came to the pastor's office and then the lady said, the Lord said, you are the reason why he brought me here. What is 
your problem. The guy said, I'm in debt. How much? He mentioned it. He said, I'll pay all for you. I'll pay all for you. You see, you see let, let me tell you this. You may be in a valley, but if it is God's purpose for you to be there, you will walk through the valley. And you will come out to the mountaintop. You will not be left in that valley. It was God's purpose for the three Hebrew boys to be thrown into, the, into fire. So God was there waiting for them. It was his purpose. Sometimes when you are pursuing God's purpose, you will not always be in a comfortable place. You will not always be in a comfort zone. He may create inconveniences for you. Abraham had to leave his father's house. How can a man start all over at the age of 75? But when you discover God's purpose for your life, age will no longer matter. Because you see, you can do in one year if you pursue God's purpose than what you failed to do in 10 years when you were pursuing your own purpose. Because you see, you are not equipped for your own purpose. You have been equipped for God's purpose. So once you discover God's purpose, it becomes very easy for you to do. Am I asking someone here? So I pray and I prophesy to someone that where you are will not kill you. Where you are will not be a permanent place for you. It is you walking through the valley of the shadow of death. But God will be with you and God will take you through. So you may be in prison like Joseph. A pharaoh is having a dream because of you. You may be in the, in the palace like Esther because God wants to deal with a certain human. Your life is not useless. God is still in control of your life. You may have lost control of your life. You may have lost control of that man. But God is still in charge. All things will work together for your good. Just know that you are in God's purpose. And all things will work together for your good. Sit down. Have I told you the story? So I'm likely to end on this one because of time. I'll, I'll come back to teach you maybe next week. Now, have I told you the story of the young lady who was disappointed by her boyfriend? So this young lady has landed this handsome boy. And the guy picked her from the office every close of work. So, you know, girls, girls, when they get boys, boys, they want to tell the girls, girls, I have a boy, boy, you know. So, this girl, not when she felt comfortable that now she could discover, she could discuss the relationship, told the girls, Charlie, my new car, she's like this, she's, he's like this, he's like this, he's like this. So, the girls were like, when are you going to see him? So, he's coming to pick me today. So, okay, okay, so we'll all wait and see him. So, the, I, I mean... The girl called the guy and said, today when you come, my, my friends would like to see you. So, um, when you come, we'll rush. we we'll like to say a few words to you and other things. The guy was now on the phone. Okay, no problem, no problems. Then she closed, came out with the girls. They were waiting for the guy. The guy was 10 minutes late. He was never, he was always 15 minutes early. But today, 10 minutes late. What's going on? Started calling the guy, the guy will not pick. Called the guy the 30 minutes late. The girls were like, Charlie, maybe he's not coming today. We want to go. 
They're running late. So wait, wait, let me call him for the last time. Now this time the guy picked. When the guy picked, the guy says, Charlie, I'm sorry. I'm no longer interested in the relationship. So all this while the guy had never been interested, but was using her. Now when, she when the guy discovered that now he's going to be introduced, he ran away. The girl screamed and fell. When they lifted her to the hospital, she had gotten stroke. One side was paralyzed. She remained in the hospital for six months. Guess what? When she recovered, the doctor who took care of her had fallen in love with her. This boy was nowhere near the doctor. And God felt that you, this boy doesn't deserve you. The guy you are supposed to get married to for your assignment and for your purpose is a medical doctor somewhere. The only way you will meet, I've been talking to you, I've been trying to talk to you, you're not listening. The only way to meet that guy is to cause another man to disappoint you, fall sick, go to that hospital and meet that guy. All things will work together for you. For your good. It will work together for your good. It may be painful, but it will make you better. You may be painful, but it will make you better. I speak upon someone here who is in this obscure place and in difficult situation. I speak upon you that the purpose of God shall be revealed in that situation. The purpose of God shall be revealed in that situation. The purpose of God shall be revealed in that situation. The story of another young lady who joined the church's seven days fast. And her only prayer was that, Lord, give me a husband because I'm going old. She was a cleaner in a factory. The last day of the fasting and prayer, they closed very late. So she went to the bus station to catch the bus. And it was the last bus, a mini bus. So while she was there in the queue, she saw another sister from the church. And you know, those of you who have taken, been in a trot queue before, when you see somebody you know, you try to push the person in front of you. You put the person at the back, they'll fight. So you smuggle the person in front. So saw this other sister from the service and smuggled the sister in front. That bus could take 20 people. And she was the 20th. So when she put the sister in front of her, she became the 21st person. So when the sister entered, the driver said it was full. She was so hurt. After seven days fasting and prayer, I have pushed somebody ahead of me to take my position in life. What is this? The place was quiet. Was a, was known for criminal activities. She was desperate. Started walking by the roadside. While she was walking, a car drove by and stopped. And the guy in the car said, Lady White, what are you doing here at this time? Hello, sit inside. Where are you going? She pointed, I'm going to this direction. So I'm going to the same, the same direction. Sit in, let's go. Out of fear and anxiety and excitement, she sat in the car, closed the door. It was when the car started moving that she realized that all the glasses were tinted, totally dark. Nobody could see her. She just asked herself, what have I done? I don't know this man from Adam and now I'm in his car. Out of fear, she took out a Bible, opened the Bible and started speaking in tongues. Started praying, speaking in tongues. She was so ashamed to show the man, finally when they go to the area, to show the man where she lived, because she lived in a kiosk. So she stopped at the junction, and the man said, that's where you live. Say, I live in this junction. Every morning I come here to together. So the man said, what time do you go to work? 
He said, oh, around 5 a.m. because I have to go to get early and clean. So by 5 a.m. I'm here picking the car. Hear this. The next day when she got to that junction, the man was there with the car. 5 a.m. Hey, this man, why? Why? The man said, let's go, I'll drop you. The man dropped her. The man asked her, what time do you close? She mentioned, I'll pick you up. The man kept picking this girl, dropping her, picking this girl, dropping her. And then, finally, the man said, you know, I am based outside this country. I came down for a project for my company. Whilst I was coming, I prayed to God, Father, give me a godly woman. He said, that night when you sat in my car and you opened the Bible and you were praying, God said, this is a godly woman. The woman I reserved for you. All things will work together for your good. 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 Right on your feet, begin to thank God for every situation. Begin to thank God for anywhere you are, wherever you find yourself. Give him praise. Lift up your voice. Begin to thank him.